Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we are joined by special guest and comedian extraordinaire, Richard Toomer. Wow. Hello. Hi, Richard. How's it going, guys? How you doing? I've, I'm feeling really good. I've, I don't think I've ever been called comedian extraordinaire before. It warmed my, my heart when you said it. So oh, like well, it. well. Yeah, that's that's what we do here on Splitting Hairs. We warm your, our guests' hearts. Your heart warmers? Yeah. We're right. heart warmers. <laughs> heart warmers. <laughs> you know, some people are bench warmers. We're heart warmers. <laughs> that's great. I like it. You guys got a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, today's so, topic uh, is going to be on animation. Love We're it. just going to cover more specifically. Uh, what we'll, we'll tangent we'll go on tangents and three D, but mainly on two D animation and um, and our views on why we think uh, it's not as good as it used to be. Yeah, how mm. how computer technology actually has kind of diminished the quality of two D animation. Mm. Um, we're going to offer up sort of a bilateral approach to this, and and hopefully we can. Um, get at the root of of why we prefer some of the older you know cartoons to newer ones mm. and uh right maybe we can find some good things in this discussion to say about newer animation because right. there is some good stuff yeah so before we uh get into this we just got a couple of announcements um as we said before on our last episode uh our band little person just released a new ep a few weeks ago it's available on iTunes, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Amazon, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, it's called I Feel Fine. It's, uh, yeah, we worked really hard on this new album and we hope you guys enjoy it. So please check it out. Um, um, also, um, uh, our, the next show we'll have uh, when this is going to be released will be at the Bowery Electric in um, Manhattan. In Manhattan. If you guys are in New York at the time. Well, um, hold on. We haven't said the date yet. On May oh, 11th. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at, at that time, you know. At that time on May 11th, you know what time we're going on? Uh, I don't know. Well, so look it up, up on the Bowery up. Electric uh, Map Room right. website. We'll be in the Map Room. Mm. Um, and, uh, and just to, you know, support our older brother, uh, he just released, a, our, our older brother Brent Weimach, who's also a stand-up comedian, he just released a... Uh, comedy, hour, an hour-long comedy special on, on CISO. It's all, also available on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. It's called Appealing to the Mainstream. And Go check uh, it out. It's check it out. It's not it's, like any other stand-up comedy you've ever seen before. Uh, I guarantee that. Um, and you will... It's a guaranteed laugh. Yeah. Okay, let's get on with the top, today's topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, why do we think... 2D animation is worse now. I mean, why do you think computers have changed? Uh, or you said because it's computers. Why do we think that? Well, okay. I mean, I guess I'll start it off. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked to Richard a little bit about this before, and it seems that, Richard, you might be a little bit more of an expert on this <laughs> subject than us. But um, I will say from my uh, observation it seems that, like, just looking at The Simpsons, for example, why, you know, everybody says seasons two through nine-ish are the best seasons. And um, 
I, I agree with that statement. And a part of the reason for that is the animation style was a lot more settled back then in, in the nineties. It was, there was something about it that, uh, well, it's not just slowed subtle. better. It I was, think it was more meticulously done. Mm-hmm. I think there was more attention to just detail and gen- And I think part. Okay, I'm just going to chime in on why I think computers have diminished the quality a little bit. I think when they they started using computers to animate, um, it seems as though they started streamlining the process a little bit, and maybe or maybe the focus was on on. Maybe making their, the drawings themselves more precise, but not the animation itself is not as meticulously done. So just like there's an example uh, in an episode where Mr. Burns is drinking a cup of tea and he places the teacup down on a saucer and just a splash of the tea, a droplet just bounces out and uh, drops onto the saucer and splashes off. And just that little attention to detail just makes it funnier looking for one and just lit, quite literally more animated actually yeah know? i i mean i i i think computers have kind of uh, they're just trying to humanize them more yeah they're yeah. trying to humanize cartoons mm-hmm. which right. is like you watch a cartoon for an escape yes. from reality oh mm-hmm. yes yes and so like if you're like you're watching it you kind of the the closer they, they try and make it um more human make it more human or real mm-hmm. um the further away it gets it gets kind of like this it has this whole uncanny valley kind of deal with it where like the closer that you you try to make it like human it's it's a little weird you know right, it makes I, it, I, you know it makes we it had weird. an episode uh, a few episodes ago we talked it's about like an android exactly <laughs> It's like there's something a little there's something off, off about, about this. Yeah, quite human, and you know, uh, it's like making a robot try and seem like a person. Where you're like, right, oh, right, this right. This isn't a person. This is yeah, a robot. Yeah, yeah. So we actually <laughs> had an episode a few episodes ago. We we were talking about eight um, bit and, and sixteen. Or uh, yeah, we were talking about eight bit and sixteen bit video mm-hmm. game music. Yeah. Um, but we were also talking a little about video games in general. How. Um, they're trying to make video games look more and more real. Yeah. But for us, part of the fun about video games from like the SNES era and stuff like that was escaping into this world yeah. that was kind of cartoon-like. It was, yeah. it or was it a, actually was its own thing, actually, it was which thing. is neat, yeah. neat unto its own self. I yeah, mean, it was a different, it was a different, different world. Yeah. world so. <laughs> <laughs> Not the TV show. Much like where we're living right now, actually. Sure. As you had mentioned when you walked in. Right. 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 Yeah. We live on the cusp between the Hasidic Jewish neighborhood and the Chinese, the Chinese Chinatown, Chinatown of, of, Brooklyn. of Brooklyn. And... Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the reason why we said different world. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but that's always been like the thing that I have enjoyed about like the like early animation, um, right? Where it would be this fantastical um, right. world, like you take like like Max Fleischer, yeah, like cartoons, sure, right? Things where, that couldn't happen in real life, right? right. Exactly, right? But it's almost that, surreal in a way. Yeah, but it would take like the imagination. You'd see like if you see like a light socket, and you're like, that looks like a face, you know? Right. right. But they, like make it, <laughs> yeah, make a face out of it. Um, yeah. but it's a cartoonish face. It's not right, a right. real, you know, um, right, right. thing. The buildings are all moving to the music. Right. The flowers are all like <laughs> It's moving. so funny. Right. You're, it's, you're bringing back sort of images in my head right now as you're explaining these right. things. Yeah. Buildings moving. I, I know right. what you're talking and, about. And, yeah. Richard, we, and Richard and I were talking about this the other night, which is why I invited him on uh, as a guest on today's episode. Uh, but we were talking about, um, 
Betty Boop. Yeah. Um, back in the day. And she was this, before she became sort of just a full on full fledged woman, uh, her previous incarnations was she was anthropomorphic actually. And she sort of, uh, right. And right. especially in those episodes or those cartoons of her, boy, was it crazy. It was like a crazy world going on and constantly There's moving. so many things, so going many on. things so going, many on things going on and very flowy and very, something about older animation flowed better too. Well, that, just the that way kind the of thing happens was, in like, you know? what, like Felix the cat and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, well, just, I mean, it's just have a lot of things going on in the background. It's just, uh, for me, it's, it, it's just funnier just thinking about it. It is. The way that they moved, like the way that they walked, where they were like their upper torso would be like normal, but their feet would be moving. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just funny to like, right. You know, that's like trying to make people, um, uh, trying to make them, them, them move like, like we do normally. Well, that's what's so funny about, um, like Merry Melodies or, or Looney Tunes, Mm -hmm. um, versus, uh, maybe like some Disney cartoons, even though some of that Disney stuff is from back then is very, very and good. We'll, and we'll touch on that. We'll, we'll touch get on to that. that. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you watch like something with Bugs Bunny in it, they'll like, um, they'll sort of make car- caricatures of Hollywood celebrities back then. Oh yeah. And yeah. they're really, yeah, 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 yeah. really funny looking like, they, I, they make this episode more, they with like, like exaggerate uh, them yeah. for there's animation a, purposes. There's an episode really where they like, like have Clark like Bing, Cro- and Bing Crosby and like sure. uh, Humphrey Bogart in it. And their faces are really, really caricatured. They're, they're, they're like really big actually, their faces compared yeah. to the bodies. And like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> they do a, a it's, it is really a funny. Just on like Treasure of Sierra Madre. And it's really funny. Just, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, there's something also, just it is obviously it's a lot funnier to look at um some of that animation pre-computer computers mm-hmm. um but it's also something just more beautiful about it you know it's as we were talking about Mac Fle- Max Fleischer those those early Superman cartoons mm-hmm. just which did have way- a humanistic quality to those in a way but there yeah. was something um you know I used to think uh Part of me used to think, okay, well, because they're drawing everything and everything's done by hand, I had I appreciate it more because of just the craft and the hard work put into it. Sure. And then later I started thinking, well, so what? If there's an easier way around it, why not just use it? But at the same time, there is something you can actually see in the cartoon itself that because it looks more hand done, there's mm-hmm. something, I don't know, something about that I can't really put my finger on it there's something about that that seems better i don't know what is it about I think that it's, i think it's imperfection it's I imp- think, it is yeah. it's imperfection and there's yes. something yeah. kind of there's something beautiful about that where it's the the closer like computers try and make things more seem more perfect yeah but i think a lot of uh beauty or appreciation for things can lie in them being like a little imperfect sure i think so, so yeah when you're you right. see like you look back in it and it, it's um uh, it's like endearing because they're they're shaky. The cartoons are all shaky. <laughs> yes, I well, mean it could just be a nostalgia thing in general, but it could be. But there, there is something. There is something that I well, you, if about. you look at like um, the extreme version of that would be like Beavis and Butthead. 
Sure. Um, yeah. Which oh, is there's something really, or, really oh, funny. Crude stuff is really funny. Yeah. Crude stuff is looks really. But funny. the squiggle vision stuff is like, yeah. you know, it's constantly. Well, that's shaking. like uh, Doctor Cats or, or home uh, movies or something. Or like South Park. South Park. Yeah. I mean, it fits the style of of the humor too. Sure. Maybe, I think maybe it just works better. Um, like CG maybe works better for drama. Um, I don't know. Maybe cartoon. You know, no. I mean, Superman wasn't. Yeah. Funny, actually. It was yeah, just the action thing, you know? I mean, yeah. um, but there's something, even in just the way things are colored back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to use computers now to color it as opposed Maybe to... Maybe it seemed more vibrant or something Yeah, like that, there's or? something... I, what is it about know. it that makes it... I guess because there's a sense that it's something that I could touch that's real, that I know from just experiencing the... It, you know what's funny? You're saying... You, you want to escape the real world, but at the mm. same time, there's something about maybe just me drawing at home and knowing what colored pencil looks like on a drawing or something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe just what paint looks like on a paper. There's something that's more in line with that in the older cartoons as opposed to now, which is something that you're actually just using from your computer to color it, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes any sense. I mean, there's something maybe... Maybe it is a nostalgic. Maybe it is because I grew up on that stuff a little bit more. Mm. Maybe if I were younger growing up on cartoons now, I would think otherwise, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd be curious to see like how, because kids are now are more um, like adept to computers and things now. Like you give, uh, they're drawing on computers now. Like maybe there's, that, that could have some nostalgia. How would they react to some, how would they react to something? that we grew up with, you know, even sure. from like the eighties and nineties, um, there is that YouTube channel or something like that where they always do like experiments with kids where they'll show like a band from the nineties oh, right. and they're like, get the reactions or yeah. a video game it. from the nineties. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean the best, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's also that the humor in cartoons today is, seems to be a little watered down like maybe well, maybe it's because hey we're as liberal as anybody could be we're we're all from California but like there's something about maybe the liberal mindset that has made humor in cartoons a little too conservative and like they're not as willing to push the envelope anymore because they're not because they might offend some parents or something like that like if you look at those those cartoons from Nickelodeon I mean, back in the day, like Ren Stimpy Ren or Stimpy. Rocker's Modern Life, sure. they, they wouldn't yeah, do they that any. You could right they, they wouldn't couldn't get away with that. Get stuff away anymore. with that stuff anymore. And it, I mean, John Kay, who who made it, he did come back with a later. I mean, we were talking about this the other night. Mm-hmm. How the thing is, though, Nikki, the fact that he had a, some constraints on him, though, at the same time, made it. It was almost like this this tension of him trying to push the envelope. But at the same time, he had the constraints of being on Nickelodeon. Right. And I think that was like perfect, actually, because he did come back later on on Spike Television mm-hmm. and it wasn't as good. In, my, in our opinion, I just I mean, I, I just feel like it was, he had a little too much freedom. And I feel like it just it became a little tasteless as, at, at a certain mm-hmm. point where I just feel like. It was this. There was something about the, innuendo. The ambiguity, the ambiguity yeah. and the innuendo was funny, I guess, too. Yeah. You know, and and just the animation. I mean, I was just looking at old clips of Ren and Sippy, and man, the animation is so freaking funny. I mean, just even Ren. Uh, there's an episode where uh, Stimpy's cousin Sven mm-hmm. is on, and like 
Ren comes back and he gets mad at them. He's like pointing his finger at them in this. And the finger itself is just so animated and just, Mm -hmm. it does these little crooks and things like that. And it's, it's just this really this attention to detail and those close-ups we were talking about the other night. Oh yeah. (laughs) These extreme close-ups of, of just some where they would look, it would look different. It would look like a different, a different face or a different <laughs> thing when yeah. it's close. It would look up. like this grotesque thing. Yeah. It's so funny. And there's a still that, or like they would yeah. use like uh, yeah, it's a still yeah, um, a, an exaggerated version of the cartoon, right? Too, <laughs> right, and it looked more like, like, like this is a world within a world. There, <laughs> oh, but I know so that's funny. what's so cool. It's really cool. And yeah. even in that, the, uh, what's interesting, not just the the characters themselves, but I was looking at a clip of the Happy Happy Joy Joy song mm-hmm. episode, and uh, each time, like, Ren in that episode is wearing, like, this helmet that makes him happy, basically. Sure. And they're singing along to this song, and, like, he gets so, like, psychotically happy at a certain mm-hmm. point that he, like, gets a hammer and starts smashing himself over the head. <laughs> and in the process of doing so... that, he's, like, breaking the helmet. Yeah. And... Each time that what he smashes weird, himself, I never even thought about that. Right. I always interpreted that as he was trying to fight happiness. Right. What, like, he, like is he, a, he was happy. Just a depressive character, like, yeah. No, that he, but that helmet. Oh, yeah. Scene, though, yeah. I always interpreted that it was like, like he was so. He's the tension, I guess. Yeah, that he he was trying to fight through the happiness to get back to himself. <laughs> right. Who is such a mean person. Like, right. Such an angry it's such person. A, but, but if you... I never... You're bringing up this episode and it's it's making me rethink. Like, when you watch it as a kid, you it's don't really like, understand the underlying... This is not for kids, really, like, but... He, we got it. I mean, I'm glad we helmet to kids. make him happy. What a weird... Yeah. Con- what a funny, weird concept right. that is, you know? So... Uh, anyway, each time he smashed his head over with a, ha- a hammer, the backdrop would change, actually, which was a really interesting oh, thing. Wow. And that was an interesting... Uh, not only the characters, they have these extreme close-ups, but the detail in just the backdrops as well, which is an interesting thing, mm. where with each hit, it was almost like a jump cut each mm-hmm. time, basically. Mm-hmm. And it would change color and... There were these interesting, detailed, like abstract backdrops, actually, which was an interesting idea, actually, for a cartoon, I think. And yeah, uh, really cool, really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, Merry Melodies and, and Looney Tunes and stuff and, and Superman. And uh, actually, I forgot to mention Popeye, too, which the earlier Popeyes were noticeably a lot better than later Popeyes. Um, but there's something really cool about those those early Disney movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pinocchio might be, I don't know, might be the best animated movie of all time. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I mean, certainly in, in the top five, it's, it's so beautifully done. And that's is more dramatic than, than, uh, right. Humorous. And it's, it could, it speaks to actually, I mean, Walt Disney, he, I mean, the animators like kind of hated him actually. Cause he really like got on their case a lot apparently he was like a tough boss to work for actually yeah, right. i mean he like really had a whip on them you know? yeah it kinda... and it's a tough field it's a meticulous field yeah you're like draw another hand right oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's also yeah we were talking you're about this the scene. We, we did this trump uh trump <laughs> cartoon <laughs> oh, check it, it out by the way uh yeah. if you're listening check it out it's uh been, it's a it's but it's just a minute long or something like that it's so it, tedious how long did it take you guys to make that it took cartoon? a while i mean it took what? like what Two months or something like no, that. No, not that. Um, not that. Maybe um, a month, month and a half. A month and a half. Something like wow, that. for a minute. 
for for oh well, no, it was like what three eight minutes or something like that, right? Still like yeah, very little time. No, it's like it's like under two minutes. But mm-hmm. anyway, the point is, it took that long and a lot of sleepless nights just to sure. make this short thing. I mean, that's how <laughs> and and our drawings were not even like you know as perfect as you can no, get. No, but I, I mean, like it. We, we actually, oh, which crude. I should mention, it's kind of has that crude kind of, it has well, a Bill Plimpton, Bill Plimpton thing. Yeah, that, Bill Plimpton and we were, we were trying to did you, you emulate know, we, his style, we, actually. We yeah. emailed, yeah. I emailed Bill Plimpton, the cartoon. Oh, really? And he actually got, he got back, back to, to us. us. Really? Cool. He was like, wow. oh, really funny stuff, guys. Keep up the good work or something like that. I'm like, That's I can't cool. believe he actually responded to us. took the time to take a look. I mean, if you haven't, by the way, Listeners, if you haven't checked out Bill Plimpton, check check yeah. him out. He, now, my, he, he is, is amazing. He's, he's probably the best is. animator he's of my, all time. He's my he's his sense of humor is like sense of yeah, humor so is married, so yeah. like I I fall in line with that exactly. Yeah. Check out your face. It's probably one of the best animated shorts. Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated animated short. Yeah, and the so, song in it. That's it's. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, Nikki was just telling me to keep my level down. Mm-hmm. Um, the song in it, it's your face. I mean, it's basically the the short is this guy. His his face is just changing. Well, you know, don't I, ruin just it. Just check, check it out. Check it's it really out. awesome. But the song in it is really good too. Oh, yeah. God, I wish I had the woman who who composed it. Her name, because mm. what a great composer. It's a really good song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's cool. I remember seeing that. I think I saw that on uh, MTV's Liquid Television. Sure. Right, yeah. Like, the, all the animation that they used to have there. And that, you know, would push push the envelope, too. Yeah, and that's like, where well, they had that, Beavis and Butthead came from there. Exactly. They had Eon Flux and mm-hmm. The Max. The Max. Yeah. yeah. Although I did revisit The Max recently, and... Doesn't hold up. Doesn't. It, it's, it's a little, little melodramatic. melodramatic. It's, like it's a little melodramatic. Too melodramatic in a way. I mean, right. But I, I will say the animation's really cool, and even though it is a little melodramatic, it is a cool, cool, neat story. I mean, mm-hmm. you should watch it. I'm not sure how. I guess. I mean, there's a. You can see. You find can it somewhere on the internet. Versus, I'm sure. Yeah, it's yeah. the 21st century. You can watch anything. You can watch yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything. I guess that's the cool thing about. You know. You know. It's funny. Um, I remember this happened just a couple years ago, but. They announced that there is no longer on network television any Saturday morning cartoons. That's right. Which is really yeah. Which is there is no more Saturday kids, morning kids, cartoons. Crazy. Kids get a little spoiled in that sense. I mean, there's cartoons on on Netflix, obviously, and there's there's channels devoted to cartoons like Cartoon Network sure. and stuff like that. But, but Saturday no, morning cartoons, like on on Fox or yeah. like uh, ABC WB or something like or, that. Uh, or was it not CW. WWE anymore? That's all actually now. C- yeah. or CW or UPN sorry. actually back in the day. Yeah, um, they uh, there's no. We had a, we, we woke your... up to like watch these cartoons, you right. know? Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, woke up to them and after school. That was yeah, the, after school too. You after know, school. The, Di- the Disney uh, cartoons, you know, like yeah. Darkwing Duck and you know, yeah, Tailspin and stuff like that. I've always, well, did you guys like Looney Tunes or the, it's interesting. There was always a debate between Disney and Looney Tunes. Well, I, I prefer I was, the humor for Looney Tunes. Looney yeah, Tunes. I, more I think Looney that's Tunes. Looney Tunes seemed to be, while I like Disney, like old Disney stuff, Looney Tunes seemed to be, a, or WB, I guess. Warner it Brothers was more stuff. Looney. Actually. Well, it's just <laughs> actually, it's, <laughs> it actually seemed a little more adult actually. Yeah, um, it was a little more mature. It seemed like to me, yeah. you know. Well, that that's I mean, as wacky were... as it was, I mean, look at Bugs Bunny and is it Wacky Land? I think it's what it's called with the dodo bird, mm. where he follows the dodo bird, I guess, into Wacky Land. Just 
it's the most surreal thing. It's like Dolly did a cartoon or something like that. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, you know, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies is a play on Silly Symphonies, which was the Disney had Silly Symphonies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Warner Brothers was like, oh, this is our take on, mm-hmm. on this, but we're going to make... Whereas Disney tried to make their cartoon characters kind of cute, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers really kind of went and made them a little sadistic and yeah, just nuts, you know, crazy, yeah. you know? I mean, Tasmanian stock. Devil is like, what is that, you know? Well, we, yeah, they're we, all like, yeah. there's a lot of canon work. Uh, a lot of cannons being fired in people's faces. <laughs> right. Uh, like, a lot of... Uh, uh, falling off cliffs. Fly, fall, a lot of falling off cliffs. Anchors. giant anvils. A- anvil. <laughs> uh, a lot of what a funny idea. I mean, just yeah. these quick being weights. And they're walking away from it. They're walking they're away from like, it. Right. They're like flattened walking right, away from and it. Except for their like mouth is hanging out. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's like, <laughs> or it's like an accordion. They, they become... Right. They get... <laughs> They get flattened into an accordion and they just walk and the, yeah. with the accordion sound. It's really funny. Well, there's yeah. that one. Uh, epi- there's that one um, short with Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. Uh, how you know he's trying to trick him into playing the song on no, the piano. That, they always Trick- do that. Quick, quick mod. No, 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 no. Draw McGraw as well. I know. Actually, that same song. It's Yos- like a- Yosemite Sam, not Quick Draw. Oh, McGraw. right. Sorry. Sorry, you assembly oh, that's, that's Hanna Barbera. Oh, I'm sorry. Which we'll, we'll, we'll get touch to on in that a in a bit. That's an that, argument that's against like, what we're talking about. That's like about the it. laziest for anyway. We'll <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> that might be the laziest form of animation, but um, you know, but there is that episode where like eventually Daffy Duck dies at the end of the episode. Oh, but he wins the oh that's argument. Right, yeah. But it's in order so to weird. win, he, he dies. Like, right, Bugs Bunny kept one upping him mm-hmm. in some sort of performing talent way. show or something and daffy duck is like well i got one trick but i can only do it once <laughs> it requires killing himself essentially and you see him and he's like i think he's like in a devil's outfit too actually <laughs> oh and he went to hell yeah wow I think, yeah. am i right about that maybe i'm it's, wrong it's I, a I weird know. thing that you know again like this adult themed kind of humor mm-hmm. you know targeted towards kids i mean it's it's like yeah, yeah. the idea that for him to win at this talent show, he has to kill himself, you know? Right. He can only do an amazing trick, but he can only do it once. Mm. It's There's something weirdly poetic about that, you know? Yeah. Oh, speaking of poetic, uh, there is a Merry Melodies version of uh, The Three Pigs and the Big Bad Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's one. really cool. It's, like, done in this sort of uh, kind of, um, like cool jazz kind of way like it's mm. it's almost like a spoken word but kind of like a, a ken nordine type of thing in a way mm. uh it, it it's kind of done like this kind of jive kind of like way in a, and um so he, the, the narrator is <laughs> telling the story and basically the three little pigs are in this jazz combo mm-hmm. and the big bad wolf is trying it's so sad actually the big bad wolf is trying to get in their combo but and he's not, not good he's, he's not, not good cool and they're not he's not cool enough and they're not letting him and I just feel bad. I feel sympathy for him. And, yeah. and he's trying. And so, you know, he's try, he gets mad and, the, and he keeps trying to blow down their, their yeah. jazz clubs, basically. And in the end, I guess what happens is he, he ends blows up, himself up. He blows up. himself up, actually. And he goes and then to he, hell. He goes to hell. But <laughs> basically, they're, and then they're playing in their jazz club and they start hearing this great jazz trumpet solo. And they're like, 
oh, I guess it's that's coming, the big it's bad wolf. Com- it's coming from be- it's down coming below. It's coming from and, down and below. And the, and, the, the and the moral of the story is to get real to get cool, real you, cool, have to get you gotta real get real hot. Is basically what the moral of <laughs> the story is. It's so real, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, wolves and uh, uh, predators <laughs> yeah. in general, like they catch it a lot. And I think that was the that's the message that like the cartoons would send would be like, hey, like don't be afraid of like this thing that's uh, you know like oh a, wait. I see like a bully saying. or anything right like that. right right know. right I feel like that would be that's sort of like right the message of it was like oh yeah like they're like don't be afraid of this thing right 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 drop right. an anvil on them <laughs> <laughs> it's right. funny how like uh, I'm thinking of like wolves there's there's certain like um, like oh, depictions of the, uh, sorry, like droopy dog. Yeah, uh-huh. Droopy Dog was always getting chased by like a wolf or like something right, 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 bigger than him. And he was also this kind of mundane. He had this very uh, well, monotonous droopy. kind of voice he's too. Slow, he's but yeah. and you would think, oh, this guy's not going to win, but he always, he always ends wins up on top. Yeah, he always wins. Well, it's like the tortoise and the hare. Yeah, it's like the tortoise and the hare kind of. Um, Actually, which is the only time Bugs Bunny would ever lose. Was when they had the tortoise and the hare. He would play. Oh. He was in a race with a tortoise, and the tortoise would always win. Right. And that's the only time you see Bugs Bunny ever get frustrated, right. which is funny. I mean, yeah. No, and there's something about these wolves sometimes, or just certain characters. They like it, you couldn't get away with this today because of like um, sort of a you know it, it would portray sexual harassment or something like that mm. where the the wolves are like literally howling oh, at, yeah. at women or like female figures <laughs> in the cartoons you know like right. oh, yeah. oh, oh, you know yeah. like and like their eyes would bulge out and, and their like tongues would hubba hubba out. hubba yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right right, right exactly. <laughs> and but you it's funny hit, you, but she'd be so hot you have to hit yourself in the head with a frying pan right right exactly. <laughs> Right, right, right. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right, She's right. too beautiful. I have to hit myself. Yeah. Right. But you know what's interesting that you speak on that, Nikki, is the line between, you know, uh, what's considered okay to speak on it, you know, nowadays, you know, with in this day and age. The thing is, though, about, you know, you were talking about sexual harassment and stuff like that. How did you say? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Dude, what? It's like he said so many words without saying anything at all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you were talking about how, you know, you can get away with stuff back in the day. You can't. The thing is, with that said, there were still constraints. Like I said, nowadays, I think you can actually get away with a whole... I mean, look at Family Guy and like... Uh, mm, that's true. Yeah. Stuff on, on Adult Swim and stuff like that. I think... Well, no, but... Those, but those shows are targeted toward adults. Right, you know? right, those, exactly. Yeah. So that's Nikki's true. right. There, there, that's what I'm talking about. There is something about, again, there's something about, and it's maybe, it speaks to being more creative, I think, actually. Having some sort of constraint placed on you and being creative within that mm. uh, context somehow, you know? Uh, I think, you know, all the greats of you in know, the past even, have had some sort of, like, I mean, Bach, if, even look at Bach, he had to, be in the constraints of Baroque music and yet he was an inventive master, you know? Well, you know, you look at, you know, why not talk about these Cartoon Network cartoons right now? I mean, because you... Okay, look at the Cartoon Network cartoons in the 90s. Some of them were really funny anyway, Mm -hmm. even though the animation was, I guess, for lack of a better term, a little blocky. I mean, Johnny Bravo, 
you know, this is a cartoon oh, for they, kids, no, but yeah, the this animation is was the, pretty good in that, I'd say. The so. animation, it, it's different. It's a different and Dexter's kind of thing. Lab, laboratory, actually. But or it's still funny in an adult sense of humor kind of way. And it's this guy, Johnny Bravo, who's always trying to pick up girls. Right. Um, he always fails, though. But he always fails, you know? Which, get, yeah. which actually speaks... Which is kind of a good moral for kids. Like, don't be like Johnny Bravo. Don't be like some sort of, uh, you know, uh, chauvinistic type of guy in a mm-hmm. way, you know, or else you'll not get the girl. In the yeah. I think a lot of the kid, the kids' cartoons now seem like they, um, like they will, they coddle kids. Right. More. Exactly. Just as the same thing that like a like our playground, like right. plastic slides, uh, <laughs> as opposed to like metal, metal slides. Right. Slides. And just like plastic strings, just like, and you walk in the sandbox and there's, everything's all cushy. I, I don't know. It always bums me out when I walk into the room. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's. Who's going to, when are they going to cut themselves? Kids need to get when hurt. Gonna, yeah. You got to know pain. Otherwise yeah. they're not going to know. Yeah. Basically that's the way our whole society is now. Basically we don't experience the whole spectrum of emotions. We just want to be like feeling pretty good the whole time in a way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I kind of feel like that way about, you know smartphones in a way like we try and escape you know having you know being bored even actually by just like right like i'm just gonna like dole you know i'm just kind of trying to placate my or make myself feel fair okay right now by you know looking at my smartphone and try and not even you know think about what's going on Mm -hmm. you know in your head or even just you know or even just be bored you know Mm -hmm. like experience that you know Mm -hmm. maybe i don't know but, <laughs> well, yeah, because, I, because I, do, when you, I, I often sit on the train just staring into, I, I, well, I really look at other people on the train a lot, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just see what, what they're doing and, you know. Well, you know, Louis anyway, C.K. actually has a joke about that where he's like, you know, he got depressed all of a sudden. He was going to go to his smartphone and like, you know start texting with somebody to try and escape that. And he's like, no, I'm going to let it be right. because I need to experience that emotion because when that happens, then you'll all of a sudden after that, when you get out of that, you'll be really happy. And mm-hmm. because so kids, it's the if, yin and yang of life Basically, you need something bad in order for you to experience and appreciate what something good is basically, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, you know, the same way it is with, you know, cartoons, cartoons or the slides <laughs> you're talking about. The slide. We need to experience something, uh, you know, we need to experience the spectrum of things, I think, more. Yeah. Know? Yeah. If we, if we, also, if we coddle kids too much, they'll have a harder time surviving on their own, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, you just expect that, um, I guess they would expect that the the world is gonna take care of you or something, right? You know? right. Like How? that's my thing with cartoon, like cartoons now, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, the the ones that are geared toward kids. I'm like, no, you're gonna go out there, and the world's like not gonna take care of you, right? right. Nobody cares about your feelings, really. <laughs> um, However, you know, you know, I will. What is interesting about today is, uh. Our friend Johnny, who's a bartender at the Punchline Comedy Club, mm. he in San Francisco. His kids, I Lug. mean, sorry, he has kids, <laughs> and they're you know they grew up in San Francisco, which is you know extremely liberal, and mm. um, and the thing is, what they're teaching kids now, which I think is good actually, because there is a big anti-bully movement and things going like that, and I think that's good because 
the kids are actually more expressive about their emotions to each other, mm. uh, which is an interesting. And he was telling me about how if a kid has a problem and somebody's treating them badly, they they'll stop and say like, "Hey, stop doing that to me. That makes me feel bad." Hmm. And the other kid will be like, "Oh, I don't mean I don't want you to make you feel bad. I'm sorry for that." Hmm. And they're actually they're they're experiencing learning about other people's feelings and being more empathetic actually, which is So this is like going back to the, like the whole nostalgia thing. Um is it do we feel like, you know, us not being as coddled when we were growing up, you know, us experiencing bullying. And I, I have definitely experienced, you know, being made fun of growing up. Um, and, but is that, are, are we thinking that that's a good thing just because it's a nostalgic thing for us or perhaps it is better to not, obviously it sucks to experience that in real life, but I guess it kind of, informs your personality a certain way maybe it toughens you up for later on in life i don't know is this a good thing or a bad thing that kids are are coddled in a sense with this anti-bullying movement i mean it's a it's a good thing you know that they're going for you know but i, I don't know what do you think yeah i know this is veering off the topic of animation a little bit that's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um i mean off the top of my head it's probably both <laughs> thanks for answering the question Richard. sweet um no i think it's both it's probably good and bad like i have to think that it's good in order to cope with me being bullied <laughs> <laughs> like and i like think back i mean i i have bullied a lot when i was a kid um uh, because i used to wear big glasses uh-huh. really i yeah. yeah. Now really, that's a thing. Now people wear that as a fashion statement. Oh yeah. No, but this was like this is the, before that. Yeah. This was in Family Matters time <laughs> uh, period. Oh wow. Okay. And to be like uh, a black kid with big glasses in the suburbs yeah. was like you're you're an Urkel target. Wow. Oh, also oh, he right. lived in that neighborhood. <laughs> he oh, like really? lived out there whoa, 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 whoa. too. I thought you grew up in Michigan. No, 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 no. I was born in Detroit, but I grew up in um, Thousand Oaks. California. Oh, Jaleel. Yeah, Jaleel White. Jaleel White. He, yeah. he lived in Thousand Yeah, Oaks? I would see him at the movie theaters. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. And I'd be like, there is the dude that is ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was, uh, what was uh, Urkel's cool uh, alter ego? Stefan. But he was Stefan when you saw him at the, the he theaters. He was Stefan. He was Jaleel White. He was Jaleel White in real life. Um, but yeah, so I would catch that all the time. It's why I don't wear my glasses anymore. Um, do you wear contacts? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever um, thought about getting LASIK surgery? I do. I have a problem with people shooting lasers. In Me my too. Me too. I don't like I know it. they say it's safe now, but I don't trust that stuff. What if they what slip? If they yeah, yeah. What if, what I know it's sneeze? a small... I know. Yeah, exactly. I, I've dealt with contacts. I can... I mean, I don't have a problem. But oh, me neither. I have contacts. It'd be nice too. to wake up and like see the world and not be afraid. <laughs> like, I mean, not in, in the sense of like, Oh man, if I wake up and I can see the world fine, I'm like, fuck, like why do you did have I pretty bad, fall bad vision? asleep with my contacts? And, oh yeah. I'm blind. Uh-huh. I have real thick glasses. Oh, interesting. Really? I've had thick glasses since I was in f- f- like fourth grade. How old were you when you stopped wearing glasses? I was in when you made a switch? I was in, it's, I switched because, uh, kids used to, used to call me Urkel. Really? And, oh, and, man. and then one day I was waiting for my mom to pick me up after school 
And then this kid came and he he was like, "What's up, Urkel?" And I like leapt on him and wow. I was like strangling oh him. My, oh my god! And he turned blue and his friend was like kicking me and I was like, "Nah!" <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a different Family Matters. Episode yeah, it was a way different Family Matters episode. <laughs> only like, Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> That's really funny. Did I do that? That's really funny. And then when I, my parents, my oh, mom that's took really... me in, <laughs> like I was in the principal office, uh-huh. and my mom like came. She like he did what? And I was like, I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> it was like we're getting contacts for you like I'm t- tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm that's surprised. a bit right there, dude. Yeah. I mean. Like, yeah, that's did I, I do that going crazy? Like, oh yeah, totally. And I, when I first started doing comedy, I wore, I was like, oh, you know what? You should wear your glasses again. What's the big deal? You know? And then someone said it on, I was at our little theater in San Francisco and like, it's a real small, it's like 12 people that you can fit in there. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like sitting like four feet away from me was like, yeah, you know, kind of look like Urkel. And it took me back. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I'm an adult. And you now. jumped at like, him. There's again. no principal's office. That's like, jail. you started strangling, <laughs> you started strangling him. And I jumped and I left off the stage. And I was like, like, I should probably wear my contacts. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I strangled you. I should probably wear my contacts again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I have to think that, you know, the bullying was good. Cause it's a funny story. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> That's what of me overcoming adversity. I, know, I always feel like I always feel like bad things that happen to you later on in life. It's just are good funny. Stories. It's good fodder like, for funny. Uh, like for, yeah. for, I've, for, I've for, lived in San Francisco with some t- crazy, terrible roommates. Like I lived with like, uh, uh, like a middle aged, like crack addict guy. You know, yeah. he was extremely over, walk he was overweight. Naked. He would walk around naked Smoking and crack. He, he <laughs> was smelled him, really bad. He, he stunk up every room that he he left the wow. odor would anyway this guy was the worst but thinking back on it it's just kind of really like funny to think about that i lived with this this person oh, i lived, he lived off of, he yeah. lived off of government aid like mm-hmm. he had uh he just he didn't have a job it was just it was a funny situation it was terrible at the time but oh, I lived he would with scream a great, he would open yeah. the windows when it was football season and just yell on every sunday 49ers, 49ers, and just wake up like everybody yeah. in the building. And it was like, yeah, this yeah, guy, it sucks. No, I mean, I mean, that's, I lived with a crazy woman for my whole time in San Francisco, actually. Mm-hmm. She was like justifiably crazy. I mean, she was okay at times, but it was like, it was cheap rent. But though, the rent so. was good. <laughs> the rent was really cheap. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy what she will endure for yeah. cheap rent. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, I know, but it's like 350. Like, uh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's anyway let's get back. We have on veered our, back uh, uh, long we, enough off of, right. off the topic. So I just wanted to speak on. We touched upon it earlier, but an argument against you know some two D animation back in the days, and we're talking about Hanna Barbera mm. was notorious for making. They basically was like quickly made cartoons because they were just churning them out so that they could, it it was good profit for them basically. Yeah, and. Uh, the animation was terrible on those. Now the cartoons were funny. I will say the far- cartoons were actually yeah. funny. Like Scooby Doo was really funny, um, especially Scooby. I mean, like, what is up? I mean, he can kind of talk, but he can't talk, and his family members can talk. But and- <laughs> that's how it goes. 
we have a we have a bit that we do. Yeah, uh, you've seen it, but it's good. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's, they're funny, but funny. and you know, Jabberjaw, which was another incarnation of Scooby Doo in a way, basically. Mm. Um, Josie and the Pussycats, or uh, what was a uh, uh, Bugsy? What was the the, the uh, little oh oh, car, oh uh, the car that could talk? Uh, oh. Uh, I can't remember, but something Bugsy or something or other. It's Pink Panther, Hanna Uh It looks like it. You know, I gotta think it I'm is. I'm not quite sure. I think it might be. Yeah, might be. Um, <laughs> that might be the only Hanna Barbera cartoon that I. Rocky and Bullwinkle. I is that is that Hanna Barbera? Is that Hanna Barbera? I don't know about that actually. Although Hanna- the animation, Rocky and Bullwinkle is really funny. Though. Yeah, it's... Rocky and Bullwinkle is really funny. <laughs> like the fractured fairy tale is really funny. Yeah, but again, it, we're speaking just purely on animation. And the animation is not good in these cartoons. I mean, they're just, it, they're almost like stills unless they have to move, basically. If they were running know? through a house, it was like a never-ending The same background, background right. Yeah. And it, it also was like the biggest house because they just would keep running and it would just yeah, never right. stop, right? Well, what's interesting is, so William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, they... They did Tom and Jerry. That's their creation, actually. Uh, okay. And if you notice, before they created their own company, I forget who they were Hanna, working for. It was MGM, actually. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So the animation's really good, actually, for Tom and Jerry. When it started out. When it started out. And then, as you, as it goes on later on later, it actually gets worse, the animation. Because it switched over to Hanna-Barbera. I Hanna think Barbera. it switched over to Hanna-Barbera later, and mm. it just wasn't as good. Mm. Um because that, that the episode where uh, Jerry's singing the Louis Jordan um, no not Jerry Tom I mean it's, Tom is the cat. cat Tom is the cat gosh yeah gosh, Tom is singing it's been a while uh, is you is or is you ain't my baby um, to this female cat and yeah. it's the animation really is really good actually yeah. it's really good even Tom in the Jerry. even in the plucking somebody's playing a bass or something like or it might be Tom is using his tail mm. to make it look like he's plucking a bass basically mm. and just the animation just the way the vibration the way his tail vibrates it looks like a bass string vibrating mm-hmm. and the animation's really good there yeah um and actually god i forget who does the voice i heard somebody i think it was one of the animators actually was singing on that version of that song, mm. actually, which is interesting because mm. it's good. It's a good version of it. By the way, uh, the, the voice of Scooby-Doo Don, was Don Messick, who's uh, like the grand uncle or something of our older brother's girlfriend, Elizabeth. Anyway, oh. um, just a little fun fact. She's a ma- magician, by the way. Anyway. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, a very eclectic family. Oh, I guess so. Well, yeah. Voiceover, Voiceover and, and magic, magic, yeah. <laughs> Um, right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I didn't know at first when I when I heard her last name, I was like Messick, like Don Messick, and she's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, a funny story about Hanna Barbera. So the the Hanna Barbera studio for a long time was in the Valley in in Los Angeles. It was it was in Studio City, more or less, kind of maybe uh, bordering on. Uh, wherever Ventura and Lancashire meet. I guess that's Studio City still. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we, I went on a field trip in first grade to Hanna-Barbera, which was the coolest field trip that you could go on with a school. But uh, um, my, our mom did the coolest thing. It was such a sweet thing, like thinking back on it. Max and I thought we could make our own cartoons when we were in like, right, first grade. We had these grade. little comic books we that we made. We had these little comic books that we made. 
And our mom just indulged us and we were like, mom, can you bring us to Hanna-Barbera Studios so we can pitch this, <laughs> right. our own cartoons to the <laughs> network executives? Yeah. And somehow she set up a meeting. <laughs> she really went far and indulged us. And she, I don't know how she did this, but we went over to Hanna-Barbera Studios in, in Studio City in, in, in Los Angeles. And right. we... Uh, we sat down with like we this, sat in this like conference room or something. Yeah, like we sat that. in a conference room with this guy with some who guy. like totally was like indulging us. Yeah, <laughs> just you know because we were just these young kids who, you know, were drawing and wanted to like have our own cartoons. But right. We're like really sweet. So what do you think? Well. And <laughs> the guy's like, well, yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know. You know, maybe <laughs> right, maybe right, this right. could be something. And I, you know, looking back on it, I'm just thinking, wow, this is just like some four page comic book that is mm. looks terrible. You know, <laughs> but but it's such a sweet thing. I mean, that our mom did. I think that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Um, Set up a meeting. Right, right. I don't know. I don't even know how. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what she did for that. Right. You know, how how she did that? But um, maybe. It was, Anyway, uh, so that is an obvious argument against some 2D animation from the past. Um, Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera stuff. Sure. Because um, clearly that was just, they were cutting corners and but they were streamlining. The, they, it, they were still funny, though. I mean, they were funny. even some of the Flintstones stuff is, is pretty funny. Um, yeah. You know. Do you, you want to speak otherwise on that? I don't remember. I, I don't remember liking. I remember there were like Disney kids, and there were Looney Tunes kids, and the Hanna Barbera kids were like weird. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mess with them. No, I, I mean I don't. I don't even remember anybody digging Hanna Barbera like. Well, that. we did. We, I was. I, was I watched. I watched everything. We watched. T- we were TV fanatics. Sure. Young. Yeah. Also, to go back on uh, being an expert in cartoons, that's really the only expert reason I would be an expert is that I was raised by TV. Right. <laughs> right. No, same here. Yeah. I sat in front of the television we watched watch every it. cartoon. Talking about those early morning cartoons, what what did you watch on Saturday mornings? Like, like Eek the Cat or something like that? What like, was on Saturday morning? Um, they had like... Um, well, Tiny Tunes and stuff were on. That was, on after, that was after school, though. Well, that was, true, after, that school. was after, that after school. I remember my after school lineup more than my the morning tick, cartoon. The Tick was on an early... I think The Tick was more, a morning cartoon. A morning cartoon. You know what was after, after school, school also was, was, like, was Batman the Animated Series? Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Um, yeah. Uh, Batman. Batman. One, tiny that's Tunes. Like, bat, by the way, Batman the Animated Series Sick. is the best version of Batman of all time, I gotta say. My opinion. I, I think so, too. In my humble opinion. I would give, I would give, I would say, just for the amount of episodes, definitely the best Joker. Definitely the best oh, Joker. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, the voice. Absolutely. The best. It's yeah, the best. He was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that show is sick. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it is really good. good. In fact, actually. Did you see the movie? Mask yeah, of the, the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, it's really cool. Really good. Yeah, that is. That is epic. Yeah. And it's perfect rep- uh, representation of the Joker. Yeah, you know, he, you know, who knew back in the late 70s that this guy could do such magic wonders with his voice? And, oh, Mark Hamill? Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, right. he really captures the maniacal uh, <laughs> aspect of, of the Joker. Right. For sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, just a... Uh, a couple things to touch on. Um, 
So I wanted to talk about 3D animation a little bit. Um, now, I think some of it actually, I don't want to rag on that because some of it actually is really awesome looking. I mean, the stuff by Pixar, they really put a lot of detail into it. And they I think do. part of it, which, by the way, Brad Bird, who's part of that whole, you know, Pixar thing. Circle. Yeah. He used to work on The Simpsons during what we consider the heyday. And he, just even from like, um, there was like a, on one episode of The Simpsons, there was like a puddle and Brad Bird said, okay, make, uh, make one of the puddles look like a face of someone character for a second. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just like a split second, he's like, it, it's going to look funny, trust me. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good and really funny. And just that, that attention to detail, I think that, that you can see that in Pixar stuff. Um, and I will say, as much as like, I don't want to see this movie at all, too, because it it looks, looks really, really cheesy. cheesy and bad. Which one? Moana. That's actually not Pixar, I've by seen, the way. I know it's not, but Disney Just Pixar. Disney. I know, but they actually are using the same um, methodology for doing their animation now because they're... Yeah, but I, I would argue that there's something about Pixar that does spend a little bit more time. It's seemingly on, on their... Their their movies in general, their their scripts, they they really maybe for their scripts, but definitely I think anyway, I, I think they from what I understand, my friend Matt works at Pixar actually, and he's told me that actually that they Disney because they're the same company now basically like they teach they do the same basic methods basically for doing their animation. Um, in any event, though, I've seen uh, <laughs> clips of it. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen clips of it and. <laughs> I, I used to work with a guy that used to say I seen all the I time seen. and I like I just co-opted that yeah. and I'm like I think it's a funny way to say it. I seen it. Um I seen it. I seen and it. he's very uh foghorn leghorn of you. I do I'm not a chicken I'm a chicken hawk. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, uh, some what of the some of the images I've seen from <laughs> uh, from Moana look really, really pristine and really cool looking. I gotta say, they seem to yeah. flow very. They really, well it looks really good, actually. I guess you know, I, I just don't know why they had to. A lot of the three D animation is is great. I just don't know why they had to get rid of the two D. Yeah, I know right. like, exactly. Exactly. Like, I think exactly. that's more of anything. More of the um, the problem. The problem. Yeah. Well, is you know, like. Why not just, especially it was such a dynasty and I think we have, uh, uh like Disney or I don't know if you guys have ever seen the animation building that's on, what is it? It's on, it's in passing. It's on your way to pass. Oh, in Burbank. Yeah. In Burbank. Burbank. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It looks like it's across the it, street from, uh, Pickwick Ice Center, I think is what it was called. Burbank Ice Center. Well, I don't know. It looks like it's in, it's looks like it's in the Batman, the animated series. That's all I know. When you're driving on the freeway, (laughs) it says animation on the side of it. I just don't know why they had to get rid of it. Where you're like, um, why not just keep the, keep the 2D animation as, as an option as well. Well, I think that's with the, with the princess and the frog, I think they were testing the waters. They did that for a second. Yeah. With the princess and the frog. Cause they were like, okay, is it still viable for income basically? But it did well. The the movie did well. And And yet I've never seen, we haven't seen a 2D 2D animation again after that. And that was a while ago. That was a while ago. hard, Hard to believe that 2010 was seven years ago already. And I know we were talking about the Looney Tunes a lot. I will say Disney animated films, a big part of my childhood, I got to say. I mean, like sure. uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and uh, Aladdin. Aladdin, The Lion King. Yeah. Um, Although Lion, Lion King's King. not as, in my opinion, not as good as 
Beauty and the Beast and Little Hold Mermaid your are tongue, are, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, I Little mean, Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, especially Beauty and the Beast, those are like those yeah. are the best ones out of the newer batch. I think I don't know. I, what, there's something about I don't know. There's something about Elton John to me that's always been just a little cheesy. I don't know. There's something about his music. There's so many. But, I mean, he's got some good songs. Don't no, get me wrong. Circle of Life though is a really Circle a great, of Life is a great song. Well, but opening to that movie is the best part of the it's movie. Epic. It's epic. It's yeah. epic. That's and also speaking of attention to detail, I mean, just the the uh, what are those? And there's the animals you see in like the Grand Kingdom of Animals. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much detail going on. It's it's really beautiful looking at in that opening scene of Lion King. It's really cool. The yeah. Lion By King. the way, also all going up into the Prince of Egypt is a really good. Uh, That's not Disney though, is it, it? I don't. I don't. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not. But it's still an animated film. Maybe you're me. wrong. Maybe you're right. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Loving it like I do. Um, <laughs> So that's cool. Actually, even Pocahontas was pretty cool, I think, too, right? If I remember. It's real problematic. It's real problematic. It is. very problematic. But I mean, but they, there's some good, I guess there's like a good song in it, right? I don't well, remember. Colors of the Wind. I mean, it's uh, a good sure, song. That's sure. a good song. Vanessa Williams. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Mulan. Mulan, I think, was a pretty good, right, too, right? They had a couple of good songs in that. I'll, I'll make, make a, a man, man out, out of you. Reflection. reflection. <laughs> uh, I mean, what was cool about these, these, I guess, those Disney animated features? They were musicals. That they were musicals, you know? And, you know, it, it kind of opened up a child's eyes to the world of musicals, which is a cool mm-hmm. thing, I think. Right. Um, you know, and that started all the way back with Snow White, which is a cool-looking film for animation um although they really kind of you know if that's good then pinocchio was like a masterpiece i think Mm -hmm. fantasia too also fantasia oh man now that is tizite i mean it's really cool yeah it just illustrates how important music is in animation too like how they can yeah they juxtapose really well with each other just the same yeah. thing as like max fleischer cartoons doing like old jazz stuff sure when they're in this jazzy weird jazz world <laughs> right <laughs> or um or uh well in fantastic you they know classical music in like looney tunes yeah they did sure so. with like romeo Rome, tchaikovsky's romeo and juliet or just in bugs bunny actually conducting sure or no i'm sorry was it Bugs Bunny? Was it, or yeah, somebody Bugs else? Bunny Bugs Bunny, right. But there was also... Yeah, that's right. Um, but funny enough... Okay, little trivia question. Let's see if you guys can answer. Who is the only living composer... At the time, who was the only living composer oh, to have his music played in Fantasia? Uh, Stravinsky. Oh. It's, it's Stravinsky. And guess what Stravinsky <laughs> said at the time of that rendition of his piece? Um, I think it was... Uh, so it's a two-part uh, question. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> right, right. The right of spring, right. The right of spring, I guess, was played, and he hated it. He, he did not oh, really? like that version of it, uh, or that whoever conducted that one, I guess. But or, God, yeah. what a! I think Fantasia didn't actually fare very well at the box office originally. It didn't. It didn't. Um, I don't think it did. Yeah. And uh, actually, Pinocchio didn't either. And that's why after that, um, Disney. You'll notice actually, like with pictures like Dumbo, the animation that seems to drop off in quality mm. considerably because uh, 
Walt Disney had put so much money into making Fantasia and Pinocchio, and they didn't do that well at the box office. They, and they were like, "Oh, we have to save. We have to save the company somehow. We have to, so we have to make like hmm. cheap films and just you know churn them out and yeah. Go for the, you the know what's audience. interesting? About- like Bambi was actually, you know, a lot of people love Bambi. I guess it's okay. I don't know. I mean, um, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but mm. it's. I don't think it's as great as people seem to hype it up to be. I mean, is I it? Think that, I mean, I appreciate the themes of Bambi, like, you know, the importance of her, like, uh, or. Yeah, you know, like spring or like uh, like getting Twitter painted in the spring. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I just remember that movie breaking my heart when I was a kid. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, I, the mother dying. Hey, well, yeah. Mom gets shot. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, Lion King. You know, dad gets Mufasa gets yeah. Mufasa murdered. He does. He does. Scar. What what a, a sorry, character. spoil alert if you haven't seen Lion King. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, who's who plays the voice of Scar? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Irons. Yeah, I used to think how it was Tim song, Curry for How does his song go in that? Uh, oh, uh, um, um, it goes like, um, oh, I forget. Because the forget villains in these Disney movies, they always have like a similar, similar villainous kind of song uh, vibe. It's be prepared. Be, be prepared. prepared. Oh, yeah. It's like this. The 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 beat to that song is the same thing as like Ursula's song in in a uh, in Little Mermaid. It's like this sort of uh, yeah macabre kind of thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, by the way, Aladdin. A lot of famous voices. Just by that, that just movie, so you know, Aladdin um, looks very similar to this epic cartoon. I forgot what it was called. What it's called, but. Some guy from the '60s, some guy from the '60s, tried to start doing it, started making it, and it was just like such a grandiose effort that it never actually got finished. And it, they mm. they started continuing it, and he lost the budget basically because it took too long for him. And he really was trying to put his whole life into this thing, and and it looks so cool. I've seen just images from it and and just short clips, and they started trying to continue. I think in the eighties they started continuing it, but then it just, it fell off the map again. And it just, it looks so awesome, like much more awesome than Aladdin actually. And Aladdin's cool, but Mm -hmm. this is like, and just the characters look very similar though, by the way. And I think it takes place in like old, you know, you know, Middle East kind of area too. Mm. Um, Well, and it's really cool. Really cool. um, There's one thing thing I wanted to touch up on that we actually haven't, delved into yet but before we do that just wanted to say did you guys know that sleeping beauty very good looking film like it's the animation is so pristine it's it's just awesome to look at but did you know that that's the last movie until the little mermaid by disney that 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 was based on uh, like an old fairy tale oh really because they kept losing money at these at making these animated features on, on um on, based on, on fairy, fairy tales. tales, you know, um, it, it, it's interesting. Walt Disney really invested his—he invested his money into things he believed in. I mean, Disneyland, for instance, he like almost went bankrupt in the first year because it was particularly hot that year for Los Angeles mm-hmm. or for Southern California, and I think they had built it on like, like the, I think there was like tar or something like that on the land or something, and like things were sinking actually. Hmm. And he just was like, I'm going to lose money. And then slowly but surely, word spread, and 
it became, you know, talk about a, empire, a you know? very sort of troubled figure that guy is, huh? Walt Disney. Yeah. What is his tie to uh, fascism? Yeah. Or well, he, the so there was a again? point. There was a point where well, he like some people invited, were saying he was anti-Semitic. Well, or something no, like he, that, right? there was a point where he like uh, during the 30s, I think he invited to Walt Disney Studios like um, this woman who was very closely tied to the Nazi party. Mm. Um, but it was before the world really gained a, a better, better understanding, understanding of, of Nazism. Right. And mm. so that was kind of a thing. But then he did employ the Sherman Brothers. The Sherman Brothers to compose music for like the, a lot the of Mary, Mary Poppins and Shitty Shitty Bang Bang and they were Jewish. So, in fact, actually, there I don't was, know. he, um, and this is actually considered quite like racist now, actually, the movie, uh, uh, what, what is it? Um, zippity doo da zippity doo Oh, uh, you know, Splash Mountain is based, uh, what is it called? What Bri- is it called? Bri- 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 Rabbit? No, or, no, but it's, um, oh, goodness gracious, what is it called? I mean, it's like infamous because it's like, uh, uh what is it called? Do you know, what, you know what I'm talking about? Small World? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I guess because they're showing all the different cultures. No, it's uh, basically because of the depiction. Br'er, Br'er Rabbit, right? No, but it's called something else, though. It, Br'er Rabbit's the character in it. Are you it, talking about the, a ride at Disneyland? No, well, but Sp- the ride is based on this a movie, ride actually. ride is based on the yeah. movie. So have you, you've been to Disneyland, no? Oh, yeah. Splash Mountain. You know Splash Mountain? Yeah, I've been on it. So what? You <laughs> know the characters, based, the characters, you know the characters in, it? in it? Oh, uh, it's from a movie. It's a, a real life movie, actually. Except there, oh, they really? use cartoons in it, oh, and that's okay. that's the part that is racist. Is oh, like, okay. it's basically it. It seems to take place like during Reconstruction era, mm-hmm. and basically, some people think it's not racist because it's just like, but basically, it's just a touchy issue. Basically, the 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 black man who's telling these kids the story. Mm is considered this sort of doting black man that's like happy-go-lucky and like sort of very stereotypical like Uncle Tom kind of thing. Sure. And uh, so that's what the flack it gets for is. Uh, but some people have their own interpretations of that. And I'm not, I haven't actually seen the movie, so I can't really make a valid judgment on it. Um, I just know what people talk about the movie. And... Um, Anyway, what was my reason really? for bringing this up? Actually, I try to remember. racism plays a huge part in cartoons. Uh, oh. I was reading recently about the white gloves. That's where the white gloves really? came from. Yeah, really, is that so? Yeah. What is what is the deal? The white, with it? it's a, a because uh, that's what minstrels used to wear. Right, right, wow. right. So they would. Um, I think the Fleischers used it as because uh, early like Felix the Cat or early yeah. cartoons or early Mickey Mouse, he was just his hands were were black like the rest of his like the rest of his body, but so you couldn't see right. the movement right. of his finger of his hands as well. So he used so he was like, Oh, what about the, the minstrels used these white gloves? So that's why all cartoons have white gloves. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. As like as a tri- as like a throwback to like Al Jolson's <laughs> Wow, know. wow. Okay. But it really <laughs> did but, not but know what's that. interesting is they yeah. did so many inventive it. stuff with the white gloves though. Like yeah. if they were all in dark but the white gloves would just be like playing the piano sure. or something. And yeah, it looks yeah, very yeah. magical. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's as a comedic device, it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting thing. It's an interesting thing w- when we think about just anything in our culture that 
the the where, d- where stuff was derived from, but it it's gotten lost in you know yeah. the history, I guess. You know, lost you know, in history. The history of it, it's gotten lost over time. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, there's one one other. On, I just area. remember my okay. point for bringing it up. Wait, I lost it again. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. What was it again? Why did I bring that up? Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. So Walt Disney actually specifically employed a Jewish guy to write that movie, mm. which is now considered racist, actually, by many. By many. Uh, but he employed a, a Jewish guy because he thought uh, if somebody was to understand the plight of some sort of uh, race of humans, I guess, he just thought, mm-hmm. well, I, I should employ some like somebody that has some sort of, you know, relationship to that, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. So he did. He wasn't. It seems like he wasn't actually anti-Semitic, you know. Hmm. Right. Well, anyway, um so there's one area that we haven't talked about yet, and maybe this will be the last thing before we wind down, um, and that's anime. We haven't really talked much about mm. that because um, I have some mixed emotions about anime. I, I think like some of it can be very, very beautiful, like some of those Miyazaki films. Yeah, totally. Um, like Spirited Away is just... Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Princess Mononoke. Um but and and the the music in Spirited Away is really good too. It, um, you know, or like uh, you know, my neighbor Totoro, and mm-hmm. anyway, a, a lot of those things. And but there's there's the same thing that happened with like Hanna Barbera can be applied to some anime like Dragon Ball Z, for example. Now, yeah, we watched that stuff when we were growing up. You know, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and. Uh, and even in later in life, I will admit, I did watch Dragon Ball GT because it was all on YouTube and <laughs> <laughs> it's really not but very the, good. The but thing is like the animation. <laughs> I watched it anyway. The animation in those cartoons are so cheap. It's yeah, like it literally is. nothing's moving barely. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, but. The drawings I, look cool. The drawings themselves look cool, mm. but the animation is pretty lackluster. Right. Yeah. Um, Although I will say, um, what Akira though the animation is really good in that movie. Oh man, yeah, Akira is the best. It, that is really an awesome movie. So yeah, uh, I mean, that's really cool. That is. That's yeah. actually like one of the best animated films I've ever. Yeah, actually. absolutely. We forgot about that yeah, actually. Akira, is I mean, that's totally really dramatic, awesome. right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely it dry. It's there. There's some. There's some humorous parts that are in there um, too. Of like, uh, but overall. Um, especially like right now, the, the whole idea of like nuclear war and everything like that. Like I've always, Akira is, is amazing. It's really cool. It oh is, man, especially, I don't even want to ruin it, but just spoil it. And it's over. one of those things too that you could see, you see over and over yeah. again and you get something different out of it. Every yeah, right, right. It. Spoiler alert, but there's that moment when that guy's arm just Oh, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking freaking that. Freaking awesome. It's but, so cool. You know. The soundtrack it's, to that is also pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I do well, want to talk just, about that. Go ahead. It, it, it is like, it's interesting that the Japanese kind of created this separate sort of animation style. Like, there's a, right, that there's is interesting. a look to anime. I mean, there's a lot of different looking anime out there, mm. but there is. There's sort of a trope. There kind of has it's a. a uh, it's almost sort of a different approach to to drawing characters, I guess, than our Western way of thinking about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. what's I mean, interesting is they don't, 
they don't always necessarily look Japanese either. Most of the time they don't actually. Yeah. Um, or but they have a, a certain way of, it's a, a certain look actually. I don't mm-hmm. know what quite, can't explain it, but there is, cause they don't all look the same, but they have a certain stylistically look similar somehow, you know? Yeah. I feel like the camera, the camera's in a different location or like the viewpoint is in a different location for Japanese. Oh, interesting. Um, it's a little closer. I feel that. That's that's true. I'm just <laughs> I'm thinking about like well action like uh, somebody's gonna write a comment like Richard was wrong. Uh, Ho- hopefully somebody comments. Huh? We want more listeners. So right. if somebody's commenting on that, that means we're getting listeners. My favorite an- um, anime was uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... never really watched it actually. I watched yeah. a couple episodes. When I mean, I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't watch it too much. Yeah, but uh, that was when it was Toonami. Remember that? Yeah, Toonami. That was like the precursor to Adult Swim, basically. Like their action scenes were they do they do action like so well uh-huh. though. Um, and I think they were in the early style of like fight scenes, it was mm-hmm. like a kung fu movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's probably racist, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like because it's Japanese, not Chinese. Oh, right. <laughs> No, no, I know. Well, you know, the, the, the TV show Kung Fu was kind of a... Ra- anyway, that was a yeah. kind of a racist show, too. But, in a um, lot of ways. Yeah, it's just the, the fight scenes were, were closer. They were... They, Interesting. You know, yeah. But it's not just that. I mean, that's sort of the animation style. I guess I'm talking about sort of the, the actual drawing style. There's, some, there's something actually ri- more rigid, actually, in their drawing style uh, in, in Japan anime, anime, basically. Yeah, you know they, what I'm saying? They kind of... They're not as curvy. They're more, you know, they're more, more polygonal just, or something. More polygonal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Poly- yeah. Polygonal. Is it polygonal or is it polygonal? Polygonal. Um, Richard? Polygamy. <laughs> polygamy? Sure now. Polygamous. <laughs> not right. Uh, no, no. The edges are a little sharper. Yeah, the, the edges, edges are sharper. a little sharper. Yeah. The nose are a little sharper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's something um, about it. I mean... But you know, that's just uh, different cultures are going to bring about different different styles. Animation of course, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's equally as as beautiful looking. But by uh, the way, I did well. Want- the, oh, the early um, like anime though is more of uh, like Disney. Oh, is it really? I don't know. Yeah, oh, okay. like if you know. like because um, it's all from the godfather of anime, like Osama Tezuka. Uh-huh. Uh, he. See, this is why we have you on the episode because I don't even I know this. I know. I knew. I don't even know who that is. I saw, and I got into him when I first. I went. He had an exhibit at um, the Asian Art Museum, like like ten right. years ago. Right. Um, but he would create these like Astro Boy. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's um, was just him. more like a rounded character. It looked more yeah. like a like a Disney cartoon. Oh, okay. But yeah, the yeah. backgrounds were so elaborate. Yeah. And um, and he his whole thing was using um, uh, using these cute characters to be in the real world so that they would be like dealing with like real problems. Interesting. Like, in a, in a I know way. what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. I, he I, also would use he would do things in in uh, at least the books where close ups because he used to be a he was a, a surgeon interesting. before he decided uh-huh. to do um, cartoons so all of his close ups of like uh, they would be like surgery shops would be like or um, like if someone got cut open yeah it would be like this cute character but when we get close it would be like a 
but like a biological or oh, like a Ren Stimpy like, situation. Yeah, like a Ren right. Stimpy situation. But it would be more like, uh, but like if you thing. were having like surgery and Interesting. You'd be drawing like an actual heart. That's wow. So cool. Inside of this like wow uh, cute body. cute little character. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, it's cool to look at the juxtaposition of cute and reality, I guess, yeah. or something like that. You know? yeah. What's his name again? Osama Tezuka. Osama yeah, Tezuka. That rings a bell. Yeah. I, you know, my uh, this might sound a little pretentious. My I was a comparative literature major in college, and my that my, right there sounds very. I know. Nice. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna well, say. Well, my senior seminar was. <laughs> Believe it or not, was on anime actually. Um, And who taught it, Nikki? I don't remember. Oh, her name never mind. There's another class. Never mind. I thought you were going to mention Ghost World Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I took another class called The Language and Literature of Film, and it was um, taught by Dan Clow's wife. Oh, okay. Who Who was served as the basis basis for Ghost World. For the main character in Ghost World. Mm. She, I did not like her as a teacher. She was. Everything had to relate to Freud somehow with her. Oh, I shouldn't be bad talk. I shouldn't yeah, be bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we might cut that out. Oh, we <laughs> might cut that out. But, yeah, I don't know. It was... Dan Klaus, very awesome. But Klaus. Is it Klaus? I think it's Klaus. I like Ghost I World. It's a very you good fam- movie. You're familiar with Ghost the, World, right? The movie and, the, and the comic? The movie yeah. and the comic, yeah. Yeah. I know Daniel Klaus. He did Daniel Boring or something like that, too. I guess I, I don't. I'm not. My sister well-versed. knows a lot about that. Actually, she's a very big fan of him. Mm. But that's a whole other thing. That's just comics. 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 So that's a world. I, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm. I. I don't know if I can. I'm not ready to get, talk I, about comics. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't much know that about much about it. <laughs> Did you? Have you ever gotten into comics at all? I would say the the most I got into comics was with Osama Tezuka. Interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that would probably be the person I follow. Like after I saw that exhibit. Cause he has so many, he did a whole series on Buddha, like his life that was like there. That was really cool. Um, he had the, he, like 10 years ago, he had these reprintings. So I would get those. Um, and I, I liked anime, like comics were cool. Manga, yeah. I guess. Is manga, that yeah. manga. Manga. Yeah. Manga. Um, yeah, I liked that stuff. I mean, when I was a kid, I like I I had like some Batman comics, but I yeah, was never we had like comics. Yeah, we, we, we had like a couple uh, Spider Man comics. I wasn't like I didn't have like I had friends who were like comic right. Oh, I know right. Us too, yeah. right, right, right. We had our like here. These dinky... are the gloves that you have to put on to flip <laughs> yeah. through. And I'm like, yeah, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can't know, read it. Just look at it. Right. You know, what we outside. did collect yeah. though when we were younger were. Um, Marvel Archie. cards. They used to have oh, like yeah. these cards that yeah. they used to get out of Blockbuster, actually, too. Really? And we, cl- some of them were like, like I remember this one card that was of Mary Jane uh, from Spider Man. Sure. Scantily clad. I'm like, this is not for a kid. I don't know why we oh, have yeah. this card actually. Or like you know? Psylocke. I don't sure. know. It's like, yeah. All right, this is cool. I guess. <laughs> um, uh, we actually used to collect uh, little um, Bazooka Joe comics. Yeah. We would like collect those, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Right, we had this it. sailboat that was hollow, and we would stuff those com- those little short comics in into that sailboat. And we had like a collection of them. I remember yeah. that. Um, what a weird character, Bazooka Joe. Uh, <laughs> oh, GI Joe's. The uh, G- that was a. I think that was a morning cartoon. That, that was. was that I was would a, watch GI Joe. Yeah, but that animation's not very good, right? No, 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 no. not so great. 
Although there was that, you, there was that, yeah. you know, everybody is familiar with the G.I. Joe, you know, uh, revoiced over things. Over oh, things. yeah, yeah. Really funny. Those E-bomb, PSAs. What, it's what made E-Bomb's world a, yeah, a, a pretty, hit. Yeah, that You know, did you know this, that, and I'm pretty sure I'm not saying this incorrectly, but DJ Doug, you know, DJ Doug Pound? Mm-mm. Comedian, so, comedian DJ Doug, Doug Lawson Hop, who, uh, who was the editor for most of Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. Oh, okay. Um, he also does a lot of stuff with our older brother. Mm-hmm. He voiced a lot of the those GI Joe. Uh, oh, cool. Rehashed like cartoons. Yeah, Not yeah. A computer. <laughs> yeah. It's like take give the him, stick. Give him give the, the stick. stick him the don't stick. don't give, give him the stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! What does he say? When he falls the on the. The ice on the ice. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, take a look it's at good. it. They're good. They're funny. They're funny. Yeah. Uh, just one last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the music in some of these. I mean, I know we talked about it with songs, but we didn't actually yeah. talk about like in Mary Melodies. Um, well, we no, we did. We did talk about music. No, but we didn't. So a couple of the guys that were in it. I mean, as you as you said, they're really legitimate, like really good mm-hmm. music. Raymond Scott was one of the guys. Uh, well, he didn't write the music specifically he, for right, that. He didn't though. write, spe- so they would use like powerhouses. Is, Powerhouse is a famous tune. It's like you know, right? Or it goes. I can't even sing it right now. Right. So he wrote that. I mean, it's and there's also synonymous with. Looney Tunes, right? But it's funny because he wrote those. I don't, not specifically for the cartoons. And then the cartoons were like, these are kind of zany and wacky and like whimsical enough. We should use them. Mm -hmm. And also Carl Stalling, he's also another guy. Yeah, Carl Stalling, he's famous for that. Yeah, Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to those guys because I love their music. Shout out Carl. Uh, And Raymond Scott. I mean, our older brother got me a CD uh, for Christmas for Christmas one year of Raymond Scott tunes, and it's like. I, you know, he's not remembered as much as uh, one would think. And he's really a great composer. Mm. Uh, he used to arrange a lot for big bands too, um, for Frank Sinatra actually often. And, uh, you know, he's just awesome. Awesome. Mm. Anyway, that's just a one. So if there's one takeaway from this whole episode is go check, check out, out Raymond, Raymond Scott and Carl Scott. Stalling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but in all seriousness, uh, just to wind things down. Um, so I guess... The whole point of this episode, I guess, is just to tell the young folks or even older folks who have forgotten. Uh, so this to, is the is this the is this the final word? The final word is <laughs> he like he likes to end the episode. He's like, and the final word is, and I'm like, why do you have to say a final word? Right. But I guess maybe word. the final word is, <laughs> you know, go and look look back on that that some of those older cartoons from, from your younger years. And because I think you'll appreciate, you know, really pay attention to the detail in that animation. Cause I think you'll start to realize how much better it was and how much <laughs> funnier it was. Right. Then as we said, they are actually more animated looking. What one would you guys in particular, you know, I think all you actually, you know, you, you could, I even just would just compare just a new actually. episode of the Simpsons to an old, episode. to an older episode. Of Simpsons. I, know, I know it's yeah. like, it's, it's such a popular show, but people, some people will argue, Oh, the writing is good again. I'm like, yeah, but the animation's not. 
Sure. You know, and that's a big part of it. Right. Actually, it got, the animation director for a long time was, was David, David Silverman, Silver. I believe. Yeah. And he was very good. Very good guy. And they, he was doing, we were watching uh, audio commentary of him talking about a certain episode uh, from the mid nineties. And he was saying, he's like, he's like, look at that animation. It's so good. He's like, yeah, I guess it's just when we switched over to computers, we just couldn't get as detailed there, like that. There's Even also limited. They, to are, that. Oh, they are limited, actually. Hmm. The computers are a little limiting. I don't think they can quite get as much as as good as computers are. I don't think they have grasped all perspectives, actually, that they can possibly do. I think. I could be miss saying that wrong, hmm. actually, or something like that. But I think that's the but, case. But, I mean, yeah, if you want to look at some really great animation, I really would look... I would say look no further than those Mac Fle- Max Fleischer, Max Fleischer, Superman cartoons, or the early Popeye cartoons. I mean, I don't know. Or Pinocchio, by the way. Pinocchio, mm-hmm. Akira. Yeah. Um, Anything else, Richard? Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Check. I mean, it's, you know, it's the jazz in space. It is. <laughs> it is. I like the space. theme. I like There's, the theme to it's that. It's amazing. It's a good song. Uh, and that was my, that was my jam. Um, Voltron doesn't hold up. <laughs> I never got into thing. that one. Yeah. Um, on paper, tigers coming together to, to make a warrior uh, seems great. But in reality, it, it doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. We yeah I guess neither does maybe like th- just Thundercats. Thundercats not that so whole, much. That's yeah. a whole real just Voltron, nostalgia thing. Thundercats He-Man. and Silverhawks. They, they, it's not as, not, not as <laughs> yeah. good. They might've had good theme songs, you know? Sure. Um, but maybe that's the extent of. Yeah. Um, Transformers. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would say like, yeah, Cabo Bebop and that was my, yeah. that was my jam. Max Fleischer. Yeah. Look at just, look I at like those older dub, Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers cartoons. or older Disney stuff and, you know, compare it to now and see what you like better. Um, and before we take off, uh, Richard, do you have any shows you want to uh, plug, yeah. plug here? I have a show called Crushes, Loves, and One Night Stands. Um, it's a comedy storytelling show all about Crushes, Loves, and One Night Stands. And it <laughs> happens on May 10th at Star Bar. And then I have a show. In, Bro- in, in Bushwick, right? Bushwick. In, 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 here in Brooklyn, New York. In Brooklyn, New York, where Myrtle meets Star Street. Or Star Avenue, and then another one at uh, the Grand Barn and Grill called Tough Cookies that I do with Peter Ryan O'Connell, who uh, is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the really Crushes Loves One Night Stand show I do with Zilla Vodnes, who's also pretty great. Oh, okay. When is the, the next Tough Cookies show? Tough Cookies on the 29th of April. Okay. Okay. So that yeah. should be from the the time this episode is released, that should just be in a few days after, yeah. after that. Yeah. So, Come to yeah. it. Come, come to it. Come yeah. to it if you listen in. And if you're listening, hope hopefully some people are listening to this episode at the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I know at least one New Yorker that listens. So that's good. <laughs> Great. I um anyway, thank you so much, Richard, for being on. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. No, you added fun. a lot. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah. Just uh a few amateur experts here on on animation <laughs> and just trying to We just, are ha- amateur experts. We're a- 
experts because we watch TV a lot when we yes. were younger. We, we were raised... Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> I, would have, I was Our, doing research. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knew we were doing research? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, tell, I should have told my mom that when they were trying to, hey, turn off the TV and go outside. I'm like, mom, I'm doing research. You right. don't know future. it right now. <laughs> you don't know it right now, but in a few years, I'm going to do a podcast and it's going to be required. By the way, yeah. actually, our mom... When we were younger, like when we were really younger, she, she would like say like, stop watching so much TV. And then when she, when we got to like late middle school, high school, she saw that we, we, we got good well grades anyway and we did our homework and she's like, yeah. they can watch TV if they want. Like if, as long we as did they our, do good grades, get good grades and we did. And we, so. well, I did my homework in front of Seinfeld all the time. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't, I guess you don't become a, a pop culture, uh, master. <laughs> without watching a lot of TV, right? I mean, you have to. Well, it becomes... That's how people interact with each other, too. Yeah. Where yeah. you're like, did you see? 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 Did, you saw that. Did, did you see that show in this one? That's how people talk now. I know. Where, <laughs> I feel... And it's like, well, how have you not... You haven't seen... Uh, right. How have you not seen that? You I have feel, to see it. I feel bad about it because I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, to do all, all my, like conversations and just my basis my just the foundation of who i am is it just all based on watching TV, watching yeah. tv i mean a lot of it is a that a bad it, yeah. thing though necessarily I but it's know. not i think it's a valuable thing too you learn a lot yes. about a lot of moral values from that i guess I mean, what are you going to talk about i guess i don't know <laughs> i mean they're probably maybe deeper things i guess books you could talk about books you could do but that too i don't know but it's a lot of like i don't read enough to do that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's how relationships are, you know, Netflix and chilling. And <laughs> did you see Game of Thrones and Mad Men and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, and having opinions about it. Right. So. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, well, it's, you know, we can have a whole discussion on this actually, too. Yeah, we, can, we can go in the whirlpool, you know, at another time for this kind of conversation. Sure. Uh, but I think enough said for now on animation uh, cool. and uh again thank you richard for being on the show Whoa. thank you for tuning in to the latest edition of splitting hairs with max and nikki with special guest richard tumor and keep tuning in <laughs> <laughs>